I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one the serving you. put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'll have uh, Cowboys Crosstalk coming up at 7 o'clock here on Double T 97.3. High school fans and also at 7 on 100.7 The Score. Uh, tonight featuring coaches from Friendship, Cooper, and Liberty. Uh, Gus, how you going? How was, uh, uh, how was game two of the Red and Black series? It was good. It was good to be out there. I saw. I ran into somebody who had who knew somebody that I ran into yesterday at the deal, and they were like, "Man, he took a lot of notes. He was writing down everything." I was like, yeah, "I'm trying to like write down body types and arm slots and all the stuff that I would normally just sort of well process through the fall." They're pretty strict about absences here, and so you need to have like <laughs> mountains of proof. Yeah, I've got so them. like doctor's office, not just a note, but you need like a copy of the chart. Um, it wasn't quite a pitching you, you chart. Need, you need to steal some of their like uh, tongue depressors and stuff. Yeah, I've uh, it, I, I didn't go. It, it was pretty much a pitch by pitch scorecard, you know. And the, and the things I'm making note of are I'm nerding out on stuff, but it's also like I think it helps me broadcast. I hope. I hope somebody that hears me broadcast in the spring goes, "Oh, he seems informed," as opposed to. Are you the type that? It helps you to retain when you write stuff down like that. Maybe, uh, maybe I because I, I I've always wondered about my how good I, I am as a note taker, like going back and reviewing my notes. I don't know how much I got from that back in the student days, but I think it's I think it's akin to what you're talking about that the 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 act of writing it down and 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 i think the very very hardest class i ever took was one that you'd write all this stuff down in class and then he would talk about did you go home at night and reorganize your notes you know because you just flurry in the classroom Mm -hmm. and then you go back and then that act of reorganizing set it up to be memorized and it was a human anatomy course it was really it's kind of a pre-med weed out and and we got in there and and i just remember thinking you know what? There's something to that. It, it it wasn't so. Then I sat there and read over it five more times, but more like no, the act of synthesizing it, and reorganizing it, and I didn't do that for yesterday's baseball game. But <laughs> but I did do did write down way 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 more pitch by pitch than I would ever write down if I was scoring a game or if I was just attending a bunch of fall ball games. But I I really was interested because I felt like I walked out of there going no, I was kind of cramming. You know, I saw Trendon Parrish pitch four innings this fall, so what I, I needed to get something out of it, and I did. He's throwing a cutter a lot more this fall than he ever has, I think. But the, to me, that again, that's what I feel like I need to bring to the broadcast. I was the uh, I was the same way in school. Like I, I could look over notes or reread stuff, and it just wouldn't wouldn't really yeah. add much for me. But if I wrote it down. I found that I did a lot better in those classes. I never did reorganize notes. That's I wish I would have. Now. I did it one time, so yeah. I don't want to act like I, it was a regular occurrence. But I, I think I would tell you that having gone through that process that one time, 
I would tell you that um, beyond something that would be just a complete relearn, like a or or a you know calculus or something that's really more of like learning how learning the rules of all that kind of stuff. But you know, if I took a really intense political science course or history course or something like that, I would know now how to be a a good or better student having having done that that time. We'd love to get your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T ninety seven three dot com. Uh someone asks, did Jamie leave his mountain dew there, AD? Uh no. Uh that's mine. I've been I've been bringing a, a code red in for the last few days. I've kind of moved away from the energy drinks. Is that uh is just kinda of on a phase or you is there a No, I just I, I was having a hard time sleeping at night and I don't know yeah. that it it was directly the energy drinks at three o'clock because I would go to bed at like ten or eleven. Um, but I just figured that would be a smart thing to do. It's yeah, it is. It, it is sort of hard to if you're fighting your sleep suddenly to go. Oh, all that caffeine at three o'clock—that can't possibly yeah, matter. Totally like, unrelated. Well, you might totally you might, unrelated. You might give a, a week or two of uh, experimental design here and try something, uh, you know, low caffeine and just see. It could just be that you're getting old. Possible. Happy to report that. Yeah, very possible. <laughs> yeah, believe me, I've been there. Uh, we get this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Gus, what is your take on Case and Cunningham signing with Tech? Well, that's it's it's monstrous. It's uh, I don't I, I won't go all the way to Micah Hudson level um, um, for a couple reasons. Uh, it's but he's it's akin to that. I mean, and he is the top prospect in Texas for his class, yep. and he is yeah, and he is Marco Cunningham's son, and Marco was here, and that's, and Marco stayed in touch too. Like he comes back for things. I say all that, and he's not going to be back this weekend for the reunion, but he was also here last Thursday with his son for the TCU game. But Kaysen is uh, has been like a team, and I don't mean like Team USA tryouts or two hundred. I'm talking about he's been on the Team USA at age twelve, age thirteen. I mean he's he's. You know, all of his buddies, if you watch his follows and stuff on Instagram, it's Texas Tech. You know, he's the Texas Tech guy, and then his guy's going to Vandy, and this one committed to LSU, and this and that, and and they're all going to be draft picks. And and that's sort of the asterisk. It's the same thing we always deal with with baseball. He, you know, he could be a late first-round pick. Now, you know, he, he's got elite bat-to-ball skills. Like, there's not going to be a ton of strikeouts. He can really run and all. He is five foot eight. And so will that still like I mean have you seen him recently like yeah yeah okay yeah um, and I I don't I'm saying that off the top of my head the thing but it's not like he was five eight three years no ago no no, no no yeah, yeah no no yeah he he's and and you know his mom and dad are that height now Marco could really run Kaysen can really run and so you know but and I'm only saying that to say it might keep him from being you know the twelfth overall pick and getting four million dollars. It may push him down in the draft a little bit in a way that NIL and mom and dad don't want him to get into pro ball because dad's done the pro ball thing. He knows how mm-hmm. unforgiving that can be and all. But Kaysen is that level of talent, uh, you know, that he would he would come in and be probably impactful. You know, I know he plays a bunch of shortstop, second base. It would be interesting. He's the level of athlete, I would think, that if he came in – 
you know, and and there's a junior shortstop and a junior second baseman and their fixtures in the lineup. Case is probably a good enough athlete to go. Hey, your freshman year, you're going to play center field, left field, and be be just fine. So really, just need to wait until next June. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. But he's he's a uh, kid. Is, the kid is all in on the Red Raiders, and it's awesome to see. More tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? Happy Wednesday. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Gus, I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6. We'd love to hear what you have to say on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. Um, this on the chat line. Uh, Gus, did you get the bedding that you needed at Bed Bath & Beyond? Uh, it wasn't me. Is that a joke? Yeah, it's a joke. Okay. That was one of the places that we said that you were yesterday. Oh, um, okay. I was going to say, I, I was thinking maybe somebody thought they saw no. me there. And it wasn't you, were, uh, you were doing some cabinetry at home yes. and got stuck. <laughs> yeah. um, got pinned under a two-by-four. Yeah. That's not out of the question. This, I, t- I told you that Saturday we fished around for some stuff to do. Like, hey, you want to, you know, contact <clears throat> a couple of couple friends or whatever. And, you know, everybody had other stuff going on. And so instead of going out and enjoying an evening with friends, I stayed home and replaced the garbage disposal. And that's that's when you know yeah, you are winning at life when peak you're adulting. Do- doing a garbage disposal on Saturday night, boys. This in the chat line. Gus, did you see Josh Young at the soccer game on Friday? I heard I that did. he was here. I did. You and I, I'd, yeah. ID'd him while we were no, still on the you show. you ID'd him. Well, I know. But you I know. went, oh, wow, yeah. Hey, that's that's Josh. Yeah. And, uh, and he was totally there by himself um, to watch that game. Like, he wasn't, you know, it wasn't some going to sit in the – chancellor's box or you know he right. was just he just was going to watch the playoff game and the ncaa playoff game tournament game and was you know there and it sprinkled a little bit and he stayed till the end and you know the whole deal he was talking to fans and we I mean, just just as as trying to blend in as possible my dad this i've said hello to him but dad walked out and said the same thing and you know it was something about how can you believe, you know, what a year you had or something? And he goes, I've, it's still kind of surreal to me. And it was neat to hear Josh say mm-hmm. that, you know, because he's, he's, you know, he's just like, like you would hope he is, I guess, just sort of humble about all of it. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, somebody predicts Petrino back to Arkansas. Well, it certainly seems like Arkansas will open. Um, I, I think that uh, he probably could have survived a loss to Auburn, but not forty ten like that. Yeah, and that's an Auburn team that was supposed to be terrible this year and has a first year coach, and they came into your place and just whipped your tail. You know, not mm-hmm. a good look for Sam Pittman. Um, and you know he had him going. What two was it early last year or two years ago that they were pretty that they were they had everybody talking. I think it was maybe his first year when they yeah. won nine games. Yeah. Um, kind of pulled a rabbit out of the hat. No, his second year. I'm sorry. Okay. He three of seven his first year, COVID year. And then 2021, nine and four, 
Uh, they won the Outback Bowl. They finished ranked. Last year they were 7-6. and six. Um, beat, beat Kansas in kind of a dramatic bowl they game, did, right? Yeah, yeah, in the Liberty Bowl. And then 3-7 uh, and seven so far this year. But I would be very surprised if Petrino went back to Arkansas. Yeah, I would too. That's, that, that'll be uh, – I, I would think that that might be the UTSA um, fit. I, I mean, that would make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Right? I don't think that uh, anyone would kind of turn their nose up at that in Arkansas or at Arkansas. Right. Whereas I think at A&M, it's like we just spent $100 million to buy out Jimbo Fisher. Why right. are we hiring the UTSA guy? Um, and then at Arkansas, he'll still be able to recruit the heck out of Texas, that, especially a, that, East Texas. That was my next exact point, the DFW thing and all that. It's always been sort of a Texas adjacent. I mean, I know I know it is te- literally Texas adjacent, but they've, they've always uh, – cut their teeth on their ability to go into DFW and East Texas and get players and uh he would he would speak to that. This and person. he's got a name. I keep calling him UTSA. Oh yeah. Jeffrey. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Jeff Trailer. Um somebody says this I feel like we are going to get it done. We play better at home and Oklahoma State mailed it in. Why is Level so scared? Well I can't speak to that. I haven't I haven't talked to Level about the game yet. Yeah, and I, I I don't want to say this like I've, uh, I'm, I'll I'll just state what I've observed, and maybe it's the same thing Chris observed has observed, but it's like a top ten offense, you know, n- numerically when you look at I don't know what it is total yards or something, and we've seen them go what toe to toe and Norman, that was that game came down to the wire, I mean it, and and we've seen them donkey stomp the. OSU Cowboys and so those are two you know however you want to describe the Oklahoma schools this year pretty good uh, I'll, I'll trade records with both of them uh, and uh, yeah they, they nearly beat one on the road and they kicked the crap out of the other one and so uh, I, I if they played again I don't think they're beating Oklahoma State by 30 or whatever it was that mess you know, OSU just got they played a role stomped. In that. Yeah, yep. and they were terrible, and and they they spent all last week, you know, enjoying the fruits of a, a bedlam win, especially in this of all years where it's the last one as a conference opponent for who knows forever. Uh, yeah, I think I mean it's an explosive offense. They're dynamic. Their their quarterbacks, um, you know, he's a really good athlete. Um, he, he will run. He will do some things that you know make them hard to defend um he's he's the and and folks may know this and it's, it's a tangent it's more of a, a a a line in the in the press notes but he's also the center fielder on their baseball team uh john rice Plumley. so he you know really good athlete but and they'll throw it around I and mean, they've got some weapons it's i mean to me it I, i'm not saying it's x's and o's identical to kansas but i think it's a similar type threat with being at quarterback uh, in in terms of some guys that can take a handoff and go 60 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, I think that you benefit to some degree from playing Kansas and UCF back-to-back in terms of just familiarity with that type of offense defensively. Um, and, and I think the reason why I am – I'm not scared, but what, what makes me a bit nervous is that I don't know that you can hang with them if this is a shootout. Right. Right? Because y- your quarterback – is clearly compromised. We we have not seen really all season 
much um, playmaking from your receivers, right? You don't have very many people on your offense that can break one tackle and then score from anywhere on the field. So you just don't have this kind of margin for error. You don't have anybody that can turn uh, a question into an answer. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Yeah. And and as good as Taj Brooks has been, and and you'll need him to be just as good on Saturday. Um, you know, he he kind of keeps the thing moving more than he scores from any point on the field, right? Um, and and with with Baron Morton clearly compromised and compromised more than I would have thought mm-hmm. a week ago. Um, you know, you can't really lean on him to kind of elevate everyone else's play around him. So that's that's what has me apprehensive. Um, because as well as your defense has played, I don't think that you're holding them to 13 points. No, yeah, that not barring some kind of QB injury or something. Yeah. Now Plumlee, interestingly enough, plays with a or he was playing in that OSU game with a knee brace on his on the outside of his pants. Like it's it you know so he's and he missed a little bit earlier he this did. year. Yeah. So, but it seems like he's getting better each yeah, week. Exactly. Um. And, and even with that, he can still practice and still throw. True. Right? And work True. on timing with receivers. And, and Morton just can't can't do that as much, I would assume. So, um, I mean, that offense is legit. I agree that they have been better at home than on the road. Tech has been better at home than on the road. And I'm not waving some white flag, and, and I hope Tech wins. But I'm not going to be surprised at all if UCF comes in here and wins on Saturday. More Tech Talk next the podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hey there how you going it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with gus and clint i'm aaron we're joining you today until six o'clock we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the yates flooring center chat line at double t 97.3.com uh somebody says this i know this probably sounds crazy but i think that if morton is healthy that tech could conceivably beat texas ut has struggled and not won by a lot against several teams that they should have dominated their star running back is injured and i'm not super impressed with yours i i generally agree with your um your text. Um, I think that the the if Morton is healthy part is is doing a lot of work, and I I don't think that he will be at least healthy enough to um, really be a big plus for you at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since he's going to have a little bit less rest going into that mm-hmm. Friday game. Sure. So that's one less day of recovery. Um, but to your point, I mean, Texas has um, more talent than any other team that they have played this year outside of Alabama. Um, they have largely played that talent. They do play with their food sometimes. They get they lose interest, and that has allowed teams like Kansas State, like TCU, to kind of get back in them. Um, but, uh, you know, they haven't suffered as a result, right? They were just kind of given a scare, and then they – pulled away yep and uh you know I, I i would assume and it's all it's another reason why i want 
the steam to get to a bowl. Um, there's, there's many reasons why I want that to happen. But th- the type of thing that he needs is the time that he would have, the length of time where he wouldn't have to touch a ball for three weeks or whatever, whatever it is, but the sort of rest and downtime that would come around final exams and just all of that to where if if this team could play with a healthy Baron Morton in a bowl game might be might be a fun thing to watch you know go get that seventh win or eighth win well and I, I what I think it would do is potentially give you um a reason for optimism next year mm-hmm. if you have a uh, a recent sample of what a healthy Baron Morton is you know yep versus you know whether you go six and six, seven and six again, whatever it is. If he's still kind of hurt, it's like okay, well, what are we getting next year? Right, and yeah. that's that's a big if to kind of have hanging over your off season. Yeah, I, I agree, and, I, and it's very clear that he's he is twenty twenty four. I mean that 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 story starts and ends with number two, and um, um, yeah, just his his and the ability. The other, you know the other thing a win that this let's just talk about the UCF game. And and I know this is obvious to you, AD, but the first year for back-to-back winning records in the Big 12 in 15 years. Yeah, I mean since 0809. Yeah, and so whereas we 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 could go, man, this uh, you know sure was sure was uh, disappointing season, or we were hoping for this and we only got that or whatever, but it would still represent um, a you know a. a the, the first two years of this guy's tenure, better recruiting than we've had around here in a long time. Oh, and back-to-back conference, which which no matter how, how many years we were able to get to like a bowl eligibility under Tuberville and Cliff and those guys and, you know, string some seasons together and do some of that, there was never – they were never able to tie together two back-to-back conference or winning records. a single one. Yeah, there you go. Um, True. You know, and I think too with Texas, you, you will probably get a very focused and interested Texas performance. Um, you know, you beat them last year here. Um, last Big Twelve game ever. It's their last Big Twelve game ever at home. Yeah. I mean, Texas Tech has not been, um, you know, quiet about anything. Uh, <laughs> you have the barbs from the preseason. You have the. Brett Yormark comments in August. I just this isn't the most important game on their schedule, right? It's not even the second most important game on their regular season schedule. Um, But I I think that you're going to get a very kind of interested Texas team. Whereas I think Saturday in Fort Worth, I don't, I don't know that they were that interested. Yeah, especially once they got out to a lead and just sort of just ho hummed. But I, I agree with the texture too. Yours is. (laughs) has been fairly meh, fairly average um and report is uh he's coming back next year which is that. pretty interesting that uh suddenly that QB room looks a little crowded doesn't it it does I mean, if if their interest is holding that QB room together it just became a little more difficult i'm not saying it'll be impossible but it it becomes a conversation akin to what we had around here a couple of years ago that we all sort of tiptoed around like how, how are you gonna keep all three of these guys um you know now they can making money nil whip it and all that stuff but at some point the clock ticks in a way um 
that would be, you know, might be a little prohibitive. We get this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can't run it against Texas. It'll be tough. Yep. It'll be very, very tough. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Tracy in Dallas. Hey, boys, will Barron need shoulder surgery after the season, or will the offseason be enough for a full recovery? My understanding is that it's not surgical. Um, this is just a AC sprain, and that, that's my understanding. But I wouldn't wouldn't uh, I, I would say this: if it were surgical, I would assume he wouldn't be playing through right. this right now. Now, the the key thing there, AD, would be somewhere in all of this. If we've seen the grade one, grade two, grade three, those kind of things are where that that stuff sort of delineates itself you know and don't don't ask me if grade three is worse than grade one i don't know but those type things that one is an irritation it could be played through three is a you know get the surgery because the the thing's not even connected to the bone anymore or whatever i i don't know but i i don't think he's to the level of surgery that's my understanding it would be a lot i would feel a lot better about that texas game if you go into it already six and five I would too. Well, little hair on fire kind of thing. Well, at this point, you really have. There's really not a lot to lose. Sure. They, yeah, they'd be like, "Did those guys just onside kick the opening kickoff?" Yep. <laughs> I like you. Never know. You never know, boys. But uh, you got you got to beat UCF, and yep. that does not look nearly as uh, as easy as it probably did three four weeks ago. Um. Would you would you take thirty points? Ooh, golly, you know most week that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I, I think I would. I do think I would. They um, are averaging thirty point nine. Yeah, in conference. Well, play. in that case, no, I would not take thirty points. I do not want to lose thirty point nine to thirty. I want to uh, win the game. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd although on take the, the road. 30. I'd probably take that thirty. On the road, they their high water mark on the road up to this point in the season is thirty one. Uh eighteen, thirty one, twenty two, twenty nine, and twenty eight. They have uh they've won just one Big Twelve road game that was at Cincinnati. Twenty eight, twenty six. Let's get it done. Old Gus Malzon. Did you hear the uh coach uh McGuire talked about that Malzahn's mother, stepmother, stepmother. Okay, yeah, yeah. Taught at the ninth grade campus. Where, where, yeah, isn't that neat? More tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We would love to hear what you have to say on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Announced today the Raider Alley Act for Saturday, Smash Mouth. Now, They've been in the news recently. Yeah. Their uh, former frontman, lead singer, passed away, uh, unfortunately, earlier this year. They've had a new frontman for several years, I think maybe three. 
Um, so this isn't like some kind of like hasty substitute. Right. They've been touring for several years with this new frontman. So um, little the timing is kind of interesting and you know unfortunate because um, the the former lead singer passed away. But uh, the, the band that you're going to get on Saturday has been together for a few years now. Yeah, and that's not uncommon it's very unfortunate because i would consider him dying at age 50 or whatever way too young but uh, yeah but uh yeah that it's it's not you know unprecedented that a band would replace some parts and keep touring sure um and leonard skinner has done it for Mm -hmm. leonard skinner has done it for so long and i don't know that anyone's left and (coughs) some of the others like the four tops and some of those again those have been around a lot longer but yeah you're talking about smash mouth i mean i was thinking about that like ooh, smash mouth was a good one when you think about remember we we were throwing that around um last week and kicking around some of the names of you know bands that are a little bit past their peak or their prime hit hit making popularity and i was and when i heard smash mouth and you know you immediately start thinking about the shrek song and uh, all-star i mean they they had some decent ones walking on the sun or whatever good. that's about the perfect oh yeah band it'll be it'll hit at a good age because a, a tech kid a student can get that but a 40 year old can go get that or 39 or whatever you are i mean this one all this one should be good and that's an hour long if you've never been to that thing it's really good it's right there on engineering right there on the on the engineering key but it's uh you won't you won't be able to miss it if you walk over there at two o'clock. It'll be the loudest thing going on. But the, those sets are an hour long, mm-hmm. and so they're gonna play their hits. They're not gonna play six songs off the new album. Three and, deep cuts, right? Yeah. No, it's they may cover a song or two, but they know what they're there for. It's pregame energy, and they'll play their hits. And this one will probably be a lot of fun. I think great get, I think, and uh, it seems like they're still kind of batting a thousand there. You know, yeah, because it's a. I'm sure a, a thankless job in some ways because not everybody is going to be like super jazzed for, you know, Smash Mouth, but they were for like the Texas country guy that was there a few weeks ago, right? And so trying to like cover all bases, yeah, I think they've done a great job with that. That's tremendous. I can't wait till next year. Uh, this in the Yates Flooring Center Chantlin has Taj cemented himself as a late first or early. Second day pick for the NFL draft, even if he has less productive games to end the season. Um, I would think at this point they've, you know, you you know, bar an injury or something. I would think, I would think that what they've got on film tells you who he is, and and then combine, you know, and maybe AD, maybe, unfortunately, maybe the most important part of this is he's going to step on a scale. They're going to measure his height, and he's going to run a 40. And I'm not saying that because you, you just go out and get a tall, majestic, beautiful man and put him out there and have him run a 4-4. Yeah, we'll need that. And uh, and then go, there's our running back of the future. No, I'm saying if you put all that with the film, uh, because you know, I think, I think my assumption is they would tell you that there's enough physicality that he can be involved in a blitz pickup, and he can catch a pass out of the backfield and all, but – you know, there's a point at which the long run being 30, man, Clint, you even let that get get warm and you're already clipping it up. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, just the, the long run of 36 is, you know, that, that's got to be a limiting factor to him. Um, but I, I'm, I'm all for, I, I just don't know that what could happen in the last two games, barring an injury, 
you know, if he carries it 12 times for 14 yards two games in a row, does that mean he's not getting drafted? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think Taj is a is a really, really good college running back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's definitely one of the best that you've had over the last 20 years. Um, and, and you will miss him dearly next year. Um, and listen, tough is all get out, yes. durable. I think he's he's good in pass protection. Um, I think he's got really good vision. I think he's got really good feet, and I think he's a patient runner. Um, but like you said, that forty is going to be a money maker, really influential yeah. on um, you know what his draft status is, and uh, you know. I would be surprised if he ran like a four or five something, yeah. you know, yeah, I would too. Um, and I, and I don't know if some of those yards that he gets against college defenses by being very patient and kind of, you know, nimbly skirting through a gap here or there. I don't know if those are yeah, as but, easy to get in the NFL. Yeah, I don't right? know if that translates in the NFL. I, I don't want yeah. to diminish what he's done. No. And he's know. he's been a lifesaver, really, for your offense. I just don't know that his game really translates kind of one-to-one to the NFL. I, and I think... Um, I would love to be proven right. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. I Because I, uh, I love what he brings here and, you know, everything we hear... Uh, uh, you know, by the people around the program who who translate their information to or transmit their information to us, you know, some great teammate, tough kid, the whole thing, and uh, um, you know, I, I just I, I hope that whatever professional opportunity he gets is one that puts him in a good spot. But um, you know, because it would be great to see him string something together and string together a long career for that matter. But that's uh, you know, just not an easy thing to easy thing to predict and you know it's it's a classic tale of if he's really going to be down there in the what is it seven rounds isn't that right seven yeah. round draft mm-hmm. yeah if he's going to be down there in the seventh is he better off to get a free agent type situation where maybe he can pick or you know um but but you know we'll, we'll see i just that's that's such a hard thing man nfl running back goodness this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Shelley, who says, Tall, beautiful, majestic man, where? Point him my way. Um, this, oh, he's, he's sitting in there running the board. You should see Clint today. His beard is glistening. That's just the mm, uh, hot. the, the quad juice. wean juice. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually had chicken for lunch. But oh, God. But he says this, the, the receivers this year shows that recruiting that position is vital moving forward. All the drops not being physical enough, failed to get open, you're thinking. We will uh, we'll chew on that, and uh, we'll discuss that coming up next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6. We'd love to hear what you have to say on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. Before the break, someone had this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. The receivers this year shows that recruiting that position is vital moving forward. All the drops, not being physical enough, failure to get open. What are your thoughts? And, 
yeah, I, th- I think that you need um, to be a lot better there than you have been this year. You return basically everyone um, as far as pass catchers are concerned off of last year's team, and, you know, you're worse. Now, clearly, the, the, the quarterback um, carousel plays a role. I don't know that it's the reason why, um, you know, you're not – always blocking great on the outside. Um, but it has to be, you know, acknowledged as a component. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say probably your most disappointing unit uh, on the entire team. I'm curious to kind of see what your red shirts are able to do next year. Mm-hmm. All right, Tyron West, uh, Damarian Crest, um, those guys. I'm curious to see what Coy Eakin looks like next year. And then, of course, you know, Micah Hudson. Yep. I mean, he's he's going to play for you right away um, and, and might be your best receiver when he steps foot on campus. How many players off of this year's team will leave via the portal? I don't know. Um, you know, if, if Bradley comes back, can he kind of take that next step that we've all been waiting for uh, so far this year? I don't know, but I think you're right. Uh, Texter, that unit has to be much better next year. Yep, it does. And yeah, I'm I'm uh, hard, hard to interject more. I don't I don't know much about that red shirt group. Um, to to know what's realistic there, but yeah, there's um, that that, that there'll just have to be more production out of that group, no doubt. This on the chat line. How close is the UCF game to being sold out? I don't know the answer to that. Um. They they were doing faculty staff tickets last week for three bucks something like that uh, and I don't know if that's still out there so typically you know they they weren't doing that for the Oregon game you know what I mean so I don't I don't and I'm not suggesting that you can go out there and get faculty staff tickets for three dollars um, but I, I don't think it's sold out and I don't the the question is how close I don't know but if you were trying to get a ticket I think you still get a ticket. Yeah. You know, go to texastech.com and do that. Somebody says this. Is it the receivers or is it the scheme? I think it can be both. Um, I, I think that there is not one single reason why your passing game has not been just super effective this year. I think quarterback injuries and the um, lack of practice time probably for Baron Morton during his injury, that absolutely plays a part. I think yeah. you're, you're kidding yourself if you're just kind of ignoring that or glossing over it. I think the receivers have a big hand in this, right? They're not blameless. Um, and then, yeah, I think scheme is probably part of it too. Uh, but I think that's probably the, I mean, cause you were okay last year, right? I don't know. Not uh, that you were amazing, but you were okay. Yeah. And, and, and one of the key position groups that wasn't really affected was, the receivers, you know, so like, oh, ever since old Joe Blow graduated, this thing's just falling yeah. apart. Like, no, it, it, uh, it's, it's, it's a hard thing, you know, that we, we, we you know, maybe, maybe we're a little easier to defend this year, um, because of that. Well, I would say it this way I don't know that we're easier. One, one thing that isn't a weapon for us right now that has been was the QB run game. You think about how 
good Shuck was down the stretch last year and in the bowl game MVP, all that stuff. And even Donovan Smith when he right. was playing. True. Yeah. And and uh That's a good point. And and uh how how good Shuck was in the QB run game against Oregon, which might be the best team we played, right? I mean, take take away the sacks, he rushed for 140 yards. Now the he had, you know, 30 yards and sacks taken away, whatever, but it's a uh you know, and and there may be aspects of that 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 make us easier to defend because that we can't exploit. You know, and so maybe because you hear you'll hear a lot, and and I can't answer this. Uh, why don't we throw it to the tight end more? Why don't we throw it more over the middle? You know, and and I don't know the answer to that. Is it as simple as QBs diminished? Other teams know that. I mean, it's openly discussed here. The player himself who will be a guest on if you if you ever want to look Baron Morton in the face and ask a question tomorrow at Rudy's at six o'clock you'll get your chance uh but in the post-game interview min- seconds minutes probably a minute or two after the last play in Lawrence yeah I'm about 60 percent right now the quarterback said that to the interviewer it was Chris Lovell mm-hmm. on the broadcast they were waiting for coach more uh coach McGuire he was probably finishing up with a TV interview. While you're here, let me get you. You know, how you feel? Eh, about 60%, which is a lot lower than what I wanted to hear. I was mm-hmm. hoping he'd say about 80%. Like, crap, 60%. And, uh, and you know, and, and then you, you – so him, him able to rip a 60-yard throw just hadn't happened. I mean, like he hadn't even tried one, you know. I mean, I'm not talking about a play that could go for 60 yards. I'm talking about him just going yeah. and letting it eat and, and cutting. The closest thing to that on Saturday was a pick. True. True. And it was, yeah, and him this, yeah. And, and and we don't know where him being diminished and seeing a seeing a little seam and going, oh, there it is, and then poof, you know, puffing a changeup out there versus him, you know, threading needles and what you know splitting safeties and corners and all that kind of stuff I, I just can't answer that you know and it's not the kind of thing a coaching staff is going to give up at no, this yeah, point let in me the season. just dissect yeah sure. hey here's what he can't here's the throw he can't make but i don't think there's a defense out there or a defense left that we're going to play that doesn't know hey that arm strength isn't there so let's creep that safety up three steps you know how much does that change thing? We can we don't need to play two deep safety. We can play one deep. You know I I, I don't know all that. I I just feel like if you look at us, you go, uh, the deep ball can't be as much of a threat as it normally would. And number twenty eight is weakness. yeah, and number twenty eight is really good. And and then you you play it from there, and and you force Baron to the outside on those longer outside short throws and play play from there, and you make Texas Tech. Drive 11 plays every time they touch the ball. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.